And what was it like the last time I felt really connected? Why did I feel so connected at that point in time? Was it the things we were doing together? Was it my mindset about life in general? Was I a lot less stressed? Get, be curious about yourself, right? And what allowed your relationship to feel more connected. And then go talk to your partner and share what you thought about with your partner. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today we're talking about feeling disconnected during sex. This is something a lot of us feel, men and women, and it can contribute to a lot of issues. So I want to talk about it today and something that we're going to be talking about in relation to being disconnected or feeling disconnected during sex is the opposite, which is presence. Something that's been helping you guys stay in the moment and be more present in your sexual experiences, whether they're solo or with a partner, have been my masturbation meditations. So definitely check out the masturbation meditation. There's a general one, and then there's one specific for PE, and there's one specific for DE. Those links to purchase the meditations are in the description of this show, and I want you to check it out. Give me some feedback about it. If I get enough feedback, I will create more. And um, I'm really loving the feedback so far. You know, a lot of you guys are sharing that it is helping you stay in the moment. It's helping you to train your brain to think and lean into the erotic versus thinking about baseball and presidents during sex, <laughs> which is what we do not want. So um, with that being said, go check out the meditations right now or after this show. So when you're feeling disconnected during sex, I want you to do three things because that's what I always have you do on my podcast. (laughs) Three things. The first thing is check your thoughts. Check the thoughts in your head around sex and not just while you're having sex, but Sex in general, like what are the what are the thoughts coming up for you at this point in your life? We're all at a different stage all the time, right? Because things change. Um, we get into relationships. We fall out of those relationships. We blame a past partner for our, our poor sex experiences. Um, maybe they are to blame. Right. And there there was abuse and maybe there was shame and guilt and all these things that can contribute to unhealthy relationships sexually. Like we literally can have unhealthy relationships with sex, with the topic of sex. So I want you to be aware of like, where are your thoughts? When I say sex, 
what comes to mind right away? Sex. For some of you, it may be panic. It may be you thinking of a past partner and wishing you could have it with them again. It may be you resenting a past partner for not ever having it with you. Um, it could be your you dealing with a sexual, um, you know, maybe a, a an STI or uh, that you're embarrassed about or feel unsure about communicating with your partner. Maybe it's communication in general where you're like, oh man, like if I can only have more sex, I don't understand why my partner never wants it anymore and they used to. Um, so, so many, based on our insecurities or based on our phase of life, we have all these different thoughts that pop up when the word sex comes into play. And when we have these strong associations, if they are negative and they're concerning, then our sex life will suffer because we won't be able to be present and receiving pleasure or giving pleasure. Um, we won't be able to relax and if we can't relax and give and feel pleasure in a sexual experience, then what's left is usually, you know, overthinking, um, distracting ourselves, pulling away from our partner, um, all these feelings we don't want to feel, like the ones I've mentioned around guilt and shame and um, embarrassment, resentment, right? So we really want to pay attention to what is my sex phase right now in life? And overall, what is the majority of my, are the majority of my thoughts serving my sexual pleasure or are they fighting against it? And if they are fighting against it, if the majority of your thoughts that, that you think about when you hear the word sex, if the majority of those thoughts are negative and pulling you in the opposite direction of pleasure, then it makes sense why your sex is not so fulfilling right now. Or maybe even why it's non-existent right now. Why it's frustrating right now, right? Like there's, it just makes sense. So check your thoughts and understand that you get to control your thoughts, right? Here's the empowering part of this is you get to check your thoughts and you get to realize, wow, I got some shit thoughts around sex fuck, <laughs> this is horrible, what do I do? And what you do is you control what you, where you allow that thought to go, all right? Because we can either feed it or we can kind of laugh it off and just acknowledge it as something that our silly brain came up with because um, sometimes the, the thoughts aren't even valid and we know that. Um, and then there are the negative thoughts that are valid because they have to do with a specific past experience that was true and was real and was very hurtful. So in a case like that, in order to not feed it for your into your future sex life, um, to damage your future sex life, because we don't want to feed it, is to acknowledge it and say, all right, moving forward, how do I want to address this thought? You know, what do I, how do I want to respond to it? And... For us to respond to our thoughts is the same as if we're to respond to a good friend who's leaning on us and feeling upset about something or feeling frustrated with something. How would you think about the person you love most in life if they came to you feeling really upset about something? You would listen to them and you would say, hey, like, 
all right, well, what about this? And, you know, this happened that was that was really good. Remember that? And how do you feel? You're definitely making progress here. You know, we find ways to encourage those that we love. We find ways to um, have them see the positive side of the situation and to help them to grow through that experience that they're frustrated with. And you have to treat yourself the same way. I know it's really difficult because we're often a lot harder on ourselves, but for you to understand what thoughts are going on in your head, for instance, if if a, a thought that comes up is you resenting your past partner and that's what's damaging your sex life right now and you can't move forward because you're always thinking about sex the way it was with your past partner, you, you know, you got to look at that scenario and ask yourself, all right, what allowed me to choose that partner? What allowed me to stay with that partner? And am I that same person? You know, and what if I see these signs, if I see these signs in the future of this, a new person treating me the way that this old person did in my sex life, I'm going to walk away. When I see this sign, if they ever do this, I'm walking away. And just by doing that, having that mini conversation with yourself of acknowledging the thought and having a plan of action to to take care of that thought, you'll notice it evaporates and it doesn't haunt you because you did something with it. You know, our thoughts come up in our brain over and over because it's it's kind of like this it's this uncertainty of like, hey, like, what do we do with this? Hey, like, this is still here. What do we do with it? And if you just keep pushing it aside and you don't acknowledge it or come up with a way to respond to it effectively, it will keep coming up, right? I talk about this all the time. So you have to find a way to respond to it effectively so that you can let it go and it doesn't constantly ruminate in your head. Because you will you will not be able to be present with your partner now or your future partner if you're holding on to this past fear of a sexual experience with a past partner right and like you know that fear could be anything it could be it could be something ridiculous you know like I had a an ex of mine who would put a pillow over his face whenever we had sex like every time and he just never showed attraction to me it was a fucked up relationship and um that was something that made me question am I not attractive you know am I sexually unattractive it, why does my partner not want to look at me when I'm in this position? You know, like it was just, it made me question so many things. And I could have let that damage a lot of future relationships. But I had to look at that experience and and just ask myself, all right, like what was it about him where that made sense to do that? About his personality, about the type of person he was, Um And I just, I made sense of it. I found a way to make sense of it and not make it about me. And when I was able to do that, I just really let it go. And now it's just kind of this fun, weird example I use (laughs) because I'm totally over it. And it's just, yeah, so like out of the ordinary. So it's a, it's a good example. But, um, but yeah, so that was a situation for me where I felt emotionally taunted by it for a while. And then when I addressed it and put it to bed, it was like, oh, wow, I never thought about that again unless I am giving someone an example <laughs> of something. So um, so that's something that's, yeah, there you go. Now, you can address your thoughts right now. I want you to think of the, the commonality or the common thoughts that pop up in your head when you're, when you're thinking of sex. And 
I want you to pause this podcast if you can and think of a way to address it and put it to bed. All right, now that you're back, let's talk about point number two. When you're feeling disconnected during sex. And by the way, point number one, when you check your thoughts and you put that stuff to rest, that's not serving you anymore and it's really not helping you, and you come up with a plan of action, you get to be, as I mentioned before, more present with your next partner. You get to actually be there, you know, because there's not this thought in your head floating around making you question certain things. When you have a thought that's like for in the forefront of your mind, you will find evidence to prove that thought correct if it's like sitting right there. Right. If you have like this, for example, if you are panicking that she's if you're just really worried that she's not into you and then you you're going to be hyper aware of all the signs she she gives that could have to play a part in her not being into you. But it doesn't mean that she's not like, for, for instance, if you're having sex and she like closes her eyes a lot, you may internalize that as oh she's not into me and this past partner wasn't either and fuck like she's not she's not like my past partner used to close their eyes and she's closing her eyes that means she's not into me and you start overthinking and looking for reasons to prove yourself right and that's when you lose presence that's when you get caught up in your head that's when dick related issues present themselves and that's when your insecurities rise and it it's all this stuff happens so quickly because of what you choose to focus on. Okay, so um, point number one: check in your th- check your thoughts and know that when you do check your thoughts, you put them to rest and you make you make sense of them, you acknowledge them, come up with a plan, put them to rest. You will be that much more likely, that much more engaged and there with your partner sexually. Point number two is check your current relationship status. Right. So when you're feeling disconnected during sex, check on your relationship like really, because you may get to a point where you just always think you're good just because there haven't been any arguments. But that does not mean things are good. You know, in fact, the worst sign, you know, that's worse than hatred even is apathy. And that's just not caring at all. So I always I, I, I see it with clients um, if they have a partner who gets to the point, and I've only had like two clients in this position, but when they came to me and expressed to me that she no longer gives a shit about anything, that's when you know it's bad. If she's still fighting with them and she's still, you know, they're still having a lot of arguments and there's there's all these talks and disagreements, then that means there's still hope because she's still fighting. There's still like skin in the game and they're still going at it because they care. You know, you fight for things you care for and care about. When you no longer care at all, that's the worst sign. So anyway, relationship status. You got to know where you're at. And the only way you know where you're at in your current relationship is to talk to your partner. You can't make assumptions. You're not a one-team player. You're a two-team player, okay? There's two of you. On one team, and you got to check in with your teammate often and literally ask questions that are as direct or could be as direct as, hey, how do you feel about our sex life right now? What are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's been 
better this month than last month? Do you think it's better this year than last year? You know, asking questions like this and just starting a conversation this way is the best place to start. Because if you just randomly say like, hey, we're good, right? Like that's the worst possible check-in ever. Because first of all, you're making an assumption. Hey, we're good, right? You know, there's this pressure that she has to, and I know most of you don't say this, but I'm just showing the difference between asking a an assumption question that's very general and bland and not likely to get you any answers or effective communication, and then specific questions that are likely to get you bring you into an effective conversation where you actually learn about your partner. And I think that's something that is very easy to forget is to be constantly learning about your partner and constantly be curious about them. And even if you're listening to this and you're like, well, Steph, I've been with the same person for, we've been married 30 years, 20 years. Yeah, but we change. Like, are you the same guy you were even five years ago? Are you the same exact guy? Are there things you've tried? Are there viewpoints you've, you know, perspectives that have shifted? Um, Have your values changed at all? Even a little bit? You know, have you had all these, have you had different experiences in the past five years to to maybe change a little bit of who you are and what you're you're determined to to do in life and and what you're more disciplined about now? Like, right, we change so much. And we don't really pay attention to that where it's like, wow, you know, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. Why do I assume that my partner is? We're not. That's why it's it's cool too. like take this as like, okay, nice. I have something to, to hang on to 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 keep to keep my relationship spark alive. You know, when people talk about keeping the spark alive, it's keeping the curiosity alive. That's what it is. The spark is bullshit. In my opinion, you know, spark, we don't we don't have to we don't need a spark. Spark is nothing but anxiety, in my opinion, if you're just searching for this constant spark. Search, pay attention and focus to curiosity. Be curious about your partner all the time. And if you're always curious, you're always going to learn something. And if you're always learning something about your partner, you will always feel like your relationship is growing. It doesn't matter if you're learning something that you're not in favor of or you're learning something that shocks you or, you know, even if it's bad, you know, in your, from your, your eyes, whatever, you're still learning. You're still progressing. Just like arguments do not mean that you're moving backwards in your relationship. How you respond to the arguments are what show a forward or backward progression or regression. Right? So start looking at your relationship that way and check as point two, as I mentioned, is check your your current relationship status. So if you're feeling disconnected during sex, go have a talk with your partner. First of all, brainstorm it in your head before you talk to your partner and ask yourself, has anything changed in our relationship recently or since the last time I felt I was really connected? And what was it like the last time I felt really connected? Why did I feel so connected at that point in time? Was it the things we were doing together? Was it my mindset about life in general? Was I a lot less stressed? Um, Was I doing this hobby that brought me a lot of fulfillment and joy? 
get be curious about yourself, right? And what allowed your relationship to feel more connected. And then go talk to your partner and share what you thought about with your partner. Say, you know, I've been thinking about um, just, I've been noticing I've been feeling a little disconnected sexually and in our relationship even. And um, I have a few ideas why it is. And here's what I came up with. I'm wondering, have you noticed this about me? And have you been feeling disconnected too? See how that's so like, you're showing that you're prioritizing your relationship. You're showing that you care. You give a shit about yourself, about your partner, about the two of you, and about your sex life together. And you're being curious. You're leading with questions. So you're involving your partner in this discussion and in this, you know, in this, um, oh yeah, brain fart, can't think of the word, <laughs> but in this, uh, this way of moving forward together, you're involving them. So they actually feel like they're on board with you now in figuring out how your relationship is, how you both feel about it, and how you could potentially help your sex life based on where you currently are at. And notice how I say currently. There's always going to be different points where the two of you shift, you change a little bit, and in order to stay on top of one another, literally and figuratively, (laughs) um, you, you have to be curious about those, about when you are changing and show constant curiosity. And um, yeah, that's really important. I know a lot of women who feel frustrated because they're like, I've, he never asks me questions. Like he doesn't listen to me. He, we never have the conversations we used to have. And a lot of the times what I hear from men are, oh, I, I know everything about her. And vice versa. This goes both ways. But when one partner doesn't feel listened to or really cared for, the other partner tends to assume that they know everything they need to know and they don't like there's not that much to listen to when really there is so constantly be curious constantly be listening do a little brainstorm of where your current relationship status is and then bring it right to your partner and say hey got I had a thought here's what I have to share what do you got to share let's talk about this let's 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 it's a great word to use when you're talking to your partner. Let's, we, us. Okay. Point number three, when you're feeling disconnected during sex, is check your erotic awareness. Woo, so this one's cool. This one is kind of what I mentioned earlier in this episode where I, I, I talked about leaning into your erotic awareness, not running from it, by thinking of presidents and grandmas and um, baseball. <laughs> All right. So sometimes when you're, even even when you're disconnected during, during sex, you may be thinking about a huge stressor in your life, right? Maybe that's the distraction. It's like you're feeling disconnected because you're, um, you're just thinking about this thing you got to take care of. And Sometimes, a lot of the time, if you have a, a dick-related issue, you may be forcing thoughts in your head to, to not come or to come quicker, and you're not experiencing the pleasure 
Um, maybe you're staring at your dick up and down constantly because you want to make sure you stay hard, right? And there's there's this disconnect because you're not present and you're not experiencing the pleasure. You're not fully embracing the pleasure. And this is something especially guys with premature ejaculation do is they will, um, you guys struggling with this, will think about things to move away from your pleasure when really you should be thinking about things to move toward your pleasure and toward your eroticism. And what that means is, to what check your erotic awareness means, in my opinion, is get very familiar with what arouses you and how often you're using that in your sex life. Whether it's a sexual action um, of doing something to your partner, um, having your partner touch you in a certain way having a certain amount of foreplay before sex because you know that's going to really just just get you get you in the zone get you in the mood help you be more present get your body really ready and prepared um, feel more relaxed less pressure you got to understand these things about yourself because we're all different Right. We're all different in the sense that, yeah, sometimes we do. Some of us do feel more pressure than others. Um, some of us feel, uh, you know, like we're, we're just always ready to go. But maybe we have a partner who's not always ready to go. And like, how do you make that work with you and your partner? So you got to know how your how your body works and how your arousal levels work. You know, how do you stimulate arousal? How do you hold on to that arousal and elongate that arousal? How do you, how do you, um, what things do you know will bring you to your peak arousal and that point of no return? Like getting familiar with these different stages of your body and what excites you and what allows you to slow down but still be in that erotic zone is so important. You know, it's important for you to feel like you have control over your pleasure and your body it's important for your relationship so that you guys can go back and forth in a way that is compatible for the two of you. Um, it's just you you want to be in that erotic zone too. You don't want to run from it or be afraid of it. You want to lean into it. You want to embrace it. And embracing your erotic awareness is not going to um, is not going to cause problems. In fact, it will solve problems. So you you want to be familiar with all these things and you want to learn about yourself. Once again, being curious, being curious about your body in a way around your arousal is pretty much what check your erotic awareness means. All right, I just made up these phrases. Check your thoughts, check your current relationship status, check your arousal awareness, <laughs> erotic awareness. But, but yeah, these things will definitely help you to be more present and to relax and to understand yourself more through your thoughts and your erotic awareness, understand your partner more through your current relationship status and knowing how to go to your partner um, with the thoughts you're having and have an effective conversation. Like just think if you if you checked marked all these things, it's like you'd feel so much more relaxed and in the zone and in control, right? And when you feel those things, you're able to connect. Connect to your body. Connect to your thoughts. Connect to your partner. Connect to your sexuality. And ah, that's the best. (laughs) 
yeah. (laughs) So that's the point of this episode to help you understand when you're feeling disconnected during sex, the three things you can go to are, hmm, let me check out my thoughts. Let me check out my current relationship status. Let me check out my erotic awareness and where I'm at with all these things. And listen to this podcast again if you need to, if you're feeling disconnected and need some guidance. So once again, the the link to my masturbation meditations are in the description of this podcast. And that's a good place to start if you're feeling like, oh, I'm feeling so disconnected. I am constantly using porn to jerk off. I'm not feeling connected with my partner when we are having sex. I have these dick-related issues making me not want sex. If you're at that place and you want to feel more in control of your thoughts and your arousal and feel like you have... um just you have more control over your body and your mind then like i said the masturbation meditations are a great place to start so check them out and i hope this helped you guys have an amazing morning evening or night wherever you are in the world and i'll talk to you soon i hope this episode helped you if it did i would love for you to leave me an itunes review it would mean the world to me you can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on instagram at steph ganowski and before i go remember Your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.